You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And welcome to the uh, Chiefs training at camp special. A little bit late. Jay Binkley with the sports machine. Sean Levine. Who? The Tell them who it is again. Sports machine, Sean You're Levine. damn right it is. We're down here at the practice field in the 610 broadcast spot. Official partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. A little bit delayed getting down here with lightning, but they're going to practice outside anyway, which is good. So the fans are here. They drove up here. The NFL Network is kind of doing a special spotlight on training camp. So lightning went away. Did a few raindrops here and there, but still the team is out here practicing in St. Joe. Leave that up to the weather machine. and I think Weather machine. Be, there you are, you the weather machine. You should be way more specific that the lightning is now out of the area, so the players are now on the field, and yes, we are in our spot, and it looks like practice is underway, and uh, it looks like Travis Kelsey's back on the practice field. That's the good news. Travis Kelsey, the uh, tight hips and back for the last couple days, uh, walked off on his own accord back on Thursday and Friday. He came back out here with his hat on, but he is out here at practice today. The helmet's on. He's going through the drills with everybody else. Now, Mike Remmers is not here on the offensive line, so Lucas Niang should get some looks whenever the Chiefs go team. They're in individual drills right now. Should get some looks at right tackle. Interesting guy Niang is. You know, opted out last year. I'm not 100% sure he wouldn't have been on the pup list because uh, that injury he sustained the labrum there at TCU when he opted out last year, but not 100% sure he wouldn't have been on the pup list anyway. But he's out here fighting. He's on the second team right now as far as left tackles. Because he did show some footwork, did tweet it out, working on you know his technique from the left side. He's been playing right tackle, mixing in with the ones a little bit. Rimmer's obviously your starter at right tackle. But Niang filled in a few times yesterday. And today with Rimmer's not here, should be a lot of Lucas Niang for the Kansas City Chiefs, which begs the question, you now have three rookies on this offensive line on the right side. For now. Who knows what it's going to look like once the season comes around. I seriously doubt that there's three rookies protecting the biggest asset in the history of the franchise, Patrick Mahomes. And obviously, the issue last year in the Super Bowl, this is not breaking news to anybody, was the offensive line. The Chiefs went out this offseason. They addressed it. They took care of it. And I'd be really surprised if they put not one, not two, but three different rookies out there. It feels like at this point, Jay, we kind of know what the left side of that line is going to look like. With the right side, though, it just feels like a lot of moving parts, but they'll get that figured out before the season starts. But the one thing about it is, is Andy Reid, yeah, he's been hesitant at times with the rookies. Remember Kareem Hunt took an injury to Spencer Ware for him yeah. to get in there. Then all of a sudden, you know, this guy's the leading rusher in the NFL. How'd that go? Well, yeah, but sometimes you're a little hesitant with the rookies. You got this, this playbook's not easy. I mean, this playbook that Andy Reid puts out, not easy. Steve Spagnuolo, same thing on defense. So we don't see rookies often. I will say this, though. We saw Clyde last year as the number one running back. He was a rookie last year without OTAs, without minicamp, without rookie minicamp, without preseason football, still out here. Again, and that Patrick offensive be... line that he was running behind. I yeah. mean, if you think about it, that was an issue protecting Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. It was also an issue towards, let's say, I would say the, the, the second half of the season, once guys kind of started – 
learning their roles because you can put backups and you put tackles at center and all those different things. Once, once I think that this offensive line gets together with the guys of the front five that you're going to get, it could be the best in football. I mean, let's just, there's no reason to sugarcoat it. It was bad last year at times. In the Super Bowl, it was awful. But the way that they switched it around, which means if they get that offensive line, a top three, four offensive line, What's the ceiling for Clyde Edwards-Alaire this season? Yeah, and I've been, I've been saying that with Clyde. Now, you know, they got Jarrett McKinnon in here to be kind of a uh, backup running back, good out of the backfield. Darrell Williams, of course, is here the second string. We'll talk about Clyde for a second. Now, last year, remember when he started off the beginning of the season against the Texans? The guy was over 130 yards, looked good. Yeah, looked great. It, it surprised me a little bit. You know, the way he talked last year, that he knew the playbook, extremely smart football guy. It's obviously because Andy Reid's not starting you unless you know your protections because he wouldn't ask to protect five-man protection at LSU wasn't asked to protect Joe Burrow much it was one part of his game he wasn't asked to do a lot at LSU but his senior year comes up with a thousand yards receiving 50 receptions the only running back in the history of the SEC out of 99 running backs drafted since 2017 first rounders the only guy to ever do that is Clyde Edwards Alaire but we talk about this offensive line and we talk about well they make the joke all the time. They have time to run Wasp. Remember in the Super Bowl? Yeah. You know, they ask me, do we have time to go? Yeah, they have time to do anything they want now with this offensive line. But Clyde Edwards-Alaire stands to, I think, benefit a lot from a new-look offensive line. And the thing is, I always make this comparison because you'll see the Ryan Tannehill numbers get floated on it because he's put up some good numbers, right? But I'll make this comparison. He's not public enemy number one at Tennessee. That's Derrick Henry. Like, anybody that's playing the Titans, their main goal is to stop Henry. And it should be. Just like when Jamal Charles was here. Chuck Pagano, even with the Colts back then, even said, our public enemy number one is Jamal Charles. We've got to stop him. Well, Derrick Henry's the main guy you got to stop. So they're going to focus in with eight-man fronts, box safeties, you name it, to stop Derrick Henry. So Tannehill's going to benefit. Well, when you're playing the Chiefs, public enemy number one is stopping Patrick Mahomes. So if you're the running back behind him, you're probably not going to see eight-man fronts. You're probably not going to see box safeties. You should thrive as a running back with Patrick Mahomes. It's the ultimate pick your poison. It's been that way even before Clyde got here, if you think about it. I mean, Patrick Mahomes slinging the ball around to all these different dudes. This year you could really make a case, and I know it's training camp and we're still a month-plus away from this thing actually getting going, that Clyde Edwards-Alaire, if you want to talk about total yards on the offensive side and touchdowns, he might have more than anybody, and that's on an offense that has a Tyreek Hill and a Travis Kelsey and a bunch of other dudes, so... This offense has become literally a nightmare for opposing defensive coordinators, and that's exactly why the Chiefs went out and drafted Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I think that they figured, okay, we're set at quarterback, got the best in the league. We're set at tight end, best in the league. Wide receiver, you could argue, best in the league. But they knew they needed to improve at the running back position. Going into year two, I think that the numbers, like the expectations for this guy, Jay, I'm going to put some big numbers out there. There's no reason he doesn't rush for over 1,200 yards and find the end zone at least 10 times. Yeah, I could see Clyde, you know, having over 400 yards receiving. I, I really can't out of this offense. And he even had mentioned when he talked back in OTAs, they've been running the slot, running the outside receiver. You're going to see the screen game again. I thought we would have saw more of it last year, to be With honest. These linemen they drafted in Trey Smith, Creed Humphrey, the guy they bring in like Joe Tooney at guard, these guys can move. Oh, yeah. And they can move a lot, especially in the screen game. Think back to when it was Willie Rofe and Will Shields. They didn't see Willie Rofe move a lot, but Will Shields did. Brian Waters, they did. Get out in the space for Priest Holmes. There was nothing sweeter than the uh, the screenplay with like a Priest Holmes getting it out of the backfield, nice little pass, and going downfield. But having mini camps, having OTAs, and having preseason football, and being year two, I thought there'd be a learning curve for rookies last year. Like, I think Willie Gay, maybe, even Spagnola mentioned it as well, maybe a learning curve for rookies, 
you know, like like Gay getting up to speed with the playbook down. Nick Bolton to get down to what the playbook is. He's playing two positions, Mike and Will for Nick Bolton. Hitchens, of course, has missed a couple of practices with the Kansas City Chiefs. So it's going to take him a while to get acclimated to that. Uh, they really like Ben Neiman, still using Ben Neiman a lot. But back to Clyde Edwards-Alaire, should thrive in this offense. Jerick McKinnon should be a nice little you know supplemental package receiving the ball out of backfield. Same with Darrell Williams. But the departure of Sammy Watkins, where's those catches coming from? Well, I think they'll come from the backup tight end, Noah Gray, who they can run now 12 personnel, which they would anyway, but now they have a pass catcher. Not that Blake Bell can't catch the occasional pass, as he did a touchdown pass against the Texans a couple years ago in the playoffs. Let's not pretend like he had more than that, though. That was his one. But they actually have a separate, except for, you know, you got to give Kelsey a break. He split out more than any tight end last year. They've used him a ton. Oh, they use him a lot. They haven't drafted a tight end since James O'Shaughnessy back in 15. So they went out and drafted Noah Gray, who's been doing some nice catches. How do you use a backup tight end that's a rookie when you have maybe the best tight end that's ever played the game of football, though? Well, you, Travis Kelsey's, you know, target number one or two. With Clearly. Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, pick your poison. It's target one and two. But I've always said this, too. For a guy like Noah Gray coming in here with the Chiefs, when you go to practice every day, when you go to meetings every day in the, in the small tight end room, right, Travis Kelsey's there with you. Like, is there anybody learning? And he'll, he'll tell you that not only Travis Kelsey, part of that whole group with Greg Olson, you know, tight end university, where the tight ends come in and they, they impart their wisdom on them, they teach them. They do those type of things. He does this with other tight ends in the league. You know damn well he's going to do it with his own tight ends here in Kansas City. Blake Bell went to that clinic as well. But Noah Gray, when you talk, this team has never been shy with giving out information to each other. Even Brandon Albert, Derek Fisher, and Alex Smith, the Patrick Mahomes. We all know the kind of information he shared. Heck, Levine, last week when there's only rookies out here, rookies, quarterbacks, and a few of the veterans coming back from injury, like Thornhill, right, and Taco Charlton. Guess who was there with Joshua Kando, the draft pick? After the sled, it's Taco Charlton talking to him the whole time. Now, you know, here's a guy coming in to take your playing time. Here's a guy coming in to take your playing time, but they impart their wisdom. It's kind of the motto of what this team is. Well, there's a reason that they've been to back-to-back Super Bowls, and it starts with Patrick Mahomes, but it doesn't end there, right? There's, It feels like the chemistry from this team, and I'm talking about from everybody, from the bottom of the totem pole to the top, from the fans all the way up to Clark himself, it feels like everybody is really on the same page because of what happened in last year's Super Bowl where it's just a bad taste left in your mouth, you know, especially coming off the Super Bowl the year before. I think that this team is incredibly focused, and you can see it as we're out here at training camp live from St. Joe, that this is not – it doesn't feel like it's a, a typical walkthrough for a team that's been to back-to-back championships. It feels like in front of us it's a team that's hungry and taking everything incredibly seriously because they're not satisfied with the way the last year ended. I was inter- interested to see how this would kind of play out today. Now, I still don't have full pads on. They're still wearing the shorts. Got the shoulder pads and the helmets they'll put on. Uh, the pads here. As the clouds Tomorrow, open up and the rain comes down, it must suck if though if you don't have a tent over you like us, huh, Jay? Yeah, the rain is pouring now here in St. Joe. Look practice. at the people scurrying. The fans, well, it's good to see the people again. Because last weekend they the weren't people. here, right? Last weekend they weren't here. It was just the rookies, the the uh, the fans weren't here, but they're here today. They went on Chiefs and got the web, the uh, went onto the app, downloaded the tickets. And they have the ticket. How yes. bad does this rain have to get for you to stop doing this? Uh, it's got to be. Uh, no, I'll still do it. No matter the weather. I'm like the like the mailman, man. I'm gonna okay. be out here. Well, then I'm here with you, buddy. I'm, I'm out I'm here. here for the long run. Unless they make us leave because of lightning. To hell with that. Which, We're well, staying. One time I was at Royal Stadium broadcast. They actually made me leave. 
Okay. Well, like, I suppose the tornadoes they are coming. They go, you got to go down the tunnel. And I was like, because they physically got up to you and said, you got to go. You're a big guy. So I was like, all right, I'll go. They just escorted you right off, just like that. Probably the safest place in the city between the two tunnels at Arrowhead and Kaufman. You're not kidding about You're that. underground. I mean, You're not joking about that. <laughs> it's perfect. I got lost there one time. It was terrifying. But regardless, the veterans are here. And one of the things I was kind of looking for, Sean, is because when the rookies were out here, I mentioned Taco Charlton talking a lot to Joshua Kane, though, right? Yeah. You know, here's a guy trying to take his job or take his playing time. He's not going to take his job. We know that. But rookies, they got the coaching attention, right? Coaches are right there. There's hardly any of them out here. But what are they going to do when those guys come walking down the hill? What are they going to do when the veterans that played in two Super Bowls or the Chiefs brought it, what are they going to do when they come walking down the hill to take back their rightful job? Let me cover this thing up just a little bit so it doesn't get rained on We here. might not go anywhere, but our equipment might I gotta get our, out. i got to get our equipment right off. So, apologize about this. This is live radio at a training camp, so got to keep us uh, somewhat dry. I hear a crack. You hear that cracking, Rocco? Okay. It should be good. We'll take a timeout. We come back. Sean Levine and I will take a look at the defense. Chiefs in practice right now. They're split out in the individual drills, not doing the teamwork yet. We'll fill you in. Again, Travis Kelsey is back at the Chiefs for practice today. Mike Rimmer is not out here practicing, so I expect to see some Lucas Niang. And again, Andy Reid's uh, reliance on rookies to protect your half-million-dollar investment. But I'm telling you this. He's not going to play you unless you know what you're doing. But they drafted some smart guys. Not only that, Levine, you mentioned these practices. This is like a, this is like an office meeting, man. They know exactly what they're going. There's no chit-chat. They blow the air horn. These guys move to the next year. You listen to Chiefs uh, training camp special live at St. Joe. Jay Binkley, Sean Levine, the sports machine. Rocco Scarcello producing the operation. We'll take a timeout, come back and talk about this defense a little bit. Coverage from training camp with Jay Binkley continues on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome back to the Chiefs Training Camp Special. Jay Binkley with the Sports Machine. Rocco Scarcello producing the operation. Live here at Chiefs Training Camp down here by the field in our broadcast position. A little bit of rain opened up in St. Joe's. Raining kind of heavily there for a second, but the Chiefs are still all go. Getting these practice fields are grass, but they're pristine condition. They do drain well, but the Chiefs have moved into the team portion of practice now. Sports machine again. There's no chit-chat. They blow the air horn. These guys go straight to their spot. Did you just see that catch by Tyree Kill? Patrick Mahomes just connected to Tyree Kill, and you've heard that he's connected with the camp and looked good, but Mahomes... That toe, don't worry about it. He said he's fine. He's looked fine at this camp, but he's doing the no-look passes, stuff like that, but he just connected with Tyreek Hill. All the fans here went crazy. I can't believe that a human being can cut that fast on a dry field, let alone on a wet field, and then make that catch. And my favorite part of the whole thing is he still threw up the peace sign. I don't know who he burned, but he threw up the peace sign. It's like, dude, you can just save that for the Cleveland Browns. No, he did. He did. They're in the team portion of practice now as we see Byron Pringle out here with this offense at this point, the number one offense. Lucas Niang, by the way, is starting at right tackle today because Rimmers is not out here. So, again, three rookies for the Chiefs on the offensive line from left to right. Left tackles, Orlando Brown. Left uh, guard, Joe Tooney. Center, Creed Humphrey, the rookie. Right guard, Trey Smith, the rookie draft pick out of Tennessee, followed by Lucas Niang uh, from TCU. He opted out last year for the former third-round pick for the Kansas City Chiefs, but that was McCole Hardman. Got a nice catch out there, too. They're expecting big things from McCole Hardman. You know, he's looked fast, always looked the part. Speed's never been the problem with any of these wide receivers, even Antonio Callaway that they brought in. But another connection to Tyree Kill from Patrick Mahomes. And another peace sign. This is is Reese's peanut butter cups out here, man. Peanut butter, chocolate, that great combination that goes together. You can't stop it. Put them in the freezer. I don't know if you ever had frozen Reese's peanut butter cups. That's the way to do it. Back to Hardman, though, for a second. This is really his chance. And everybody knows I've been a Harbin guy since day one. I thought yeah. that when they drafted him, he was going to do a lot of the things that Tyree Kill could do, be a Tyree Kill light and learn from him. And I think that last year most people would agree that, I don't want to say it was a step back necessarily, but it wasn't the step forward that we were expecting. Maybe a lateral move would be the, the correct way to put it. I think that there's a chance that McCall Harbin goes off and has a huge year for exactly what we were talking about in the first segment. Who do you stop? Like, who do you try to double-team? If you stack the box at any point against Clyde Edwards-Alaire and let Travis Kelsey run across the middle with single coverage or let Tyree kill, basically what I'm trying to say in a long-winded roundabout way, McCool Harbin's going to see almost all single coverage. He's not going to be a guy that's double-teamed, so there's no reason that he's not a burner this year and not just has a lot of touchdowns, but a lot of long touchdowns like we saw his rookie season. Yeah, there's only so many guys you can double-team. Obviously, Travis Kelsey going to see that at times, even the nickel corner at times because he split out wide more than any tight end in the NFL last year. But, yeah, McCole Hardman's going to get those catches. And, you know, I've been waiting for him to step up. I was waiting for him to take maybe that step when Sammy Watkins was getting hurt. Well, now he's gone. And, you know, he's expected big things for Nicole Hardman. Like, this is the this is the step-up-and-prove-it type of year for him. And I know the Tyree Kill, they kind of look up to him and his workout regimen. But I'll say this. You know, Tyree Kill's going to get the double teams. You're right, Sean. Who else is going to be that guy? Because Travis Kelsey's going to get his 90 to 100 catches. Tyree Kill's going to get his you know, close to 90 to 100 catches. Who's going to be that other guy? It's going to be split up, in my opinion. Cole Hardman's going to see his. Demarcus Robinson. Oh, let's not forget about Byron Pringle, who did catch the first pass for the Chiefs in the Super Bowl last year, was steamrolling towards getting big-time reps, though he's hurting that Raiders game. But he's definitely in the wheelhouse of Andy Reid, really likes 
uh, what By- Byron, Byron Pringle brings to the table. And he's a veteran. His experience has been around these two Super Bowl runs. But that's the common theme. This team has postseason experience. And no team has played more football than this team the last two years. They went, they've gone to the final game. That's another thing to keep track on. You know, people always talk about it. Madison Bumgarner, he's talking baseball. Because remember the early 2010? Giants win, then they win. Then they win the next year, then they wouldn't make the playoffs. Then they win the next year because it takes a toll on you when you go all the way. And I remember Vern talked to him at one All-Star game. Medicine it does take a toll on you when you're playing until the end of the season. Yeah, it feels like this team, though, because of the way that last year ended, like I was saying, has a little bit of a bitter taste in their mouth. And it also feels like everybody right now is in a pretty content place. The last couple of years, a lot of money has been given out by the Hunt family. Patrick Mahomes got his. Travis Kelsey got his. It's now been three years, I guess, or I guess two full seasons. This will be the third year since Tyreek Hill got paid. So it does feel like this team, they all have their eyes on the prize. And I do wonder on the offensive side, and I've been wondering this now for a while, we're actually going to get the answer to the question, how important was Sammy Watkins to this football team? Because there's a bunch of Chiefs fans out here, and we could ask every one of them and get a completely different opinion. In fact, you know my opinion on Sammy Watkins. I think he was overpaid, overrated, and quite frankly, didn't even come close to living up to the contract. So he did the postseason, though. And I knew, yeah, that's, where, I knew that's where you were going. So how much of a loss do you really think it is? Because I'm just going to call it like it is. I don't think it's that much of a loss. Well, I mean, you got to have guys in the field. you got to be on the field. you got to be playing. And I'm with you on that. you got to be on that. But I'll say this, though. When he went healthy, he did the things, the dirty things. Like, he was dirty tough, right? He would make those blocks. When the Chiefs played the Patriots in the regular season, you knew they had on him Gilmore. Stephon Gilmore. The entire time. Which made no sense and like, still doesn't to this they, day. But Belichick will find that guy who wants to stop. He earmarked Sammy Watkins. They even got into a little skirmish uh, on a play. But he, he was dirty tough. He'd go in and make those blocks. And that's what I've been looking for kind of from this X receiver from the Chiefs. Because Tyree Kill, typically your best receiver is that X. Tyree Kill plays off the ball because he goes in motion all the time at the Z. But who's going to step up, be that dirty tough guy, make those blocks on the outside? Who's going to fill that role? I think Pringle's that guy. He's kind of that guy, that tough-minded Marcus Robinson, can of time, and McCole Hardman step up in that role. But who is going to be that extra guy? I think Clyde gets his share of catches. I think it's spread around. I think Watkins' production starts going to the other guys. Of those three other wide receivers that you just named, I'd like to see one of them actually take the job because that's been the problem the last couple of years is they've been given the opportunity. I mean, there's not a better opportunity than to play with the Kansas City Chiefs offense and Patrick Mahomes as their quarterback and have all these different weapons around. Well, now you just slide in there. And to be fair, when Byron Pringle's out there and he's healthy, I'm not going to pretend like he's DeAndre Hopkins because he's not by any stretch of the imagination. But he does block. He does get an important catch every now and again downfield. He is. He, I do think that he's got a chance this year because he's going to get much more of an opportunity. This will be the first time that Byron Pringle is going to get a real opportunity to stick with this football team and go out there and, again, I'm not going to say he's going to have 80 catches, but can he have 30 catches? Can he help this football team? Yeah. Can he have a couple of important touchdowns? That's really all they need. He doesn't need to be option one, two, three, or four. Can it be option number five? But you get it, you got to catch it. It's how Hemingway stayed on this roster because he caught everything. Catch in the, beginning. the ball. It's a, he didn't read, you know, doesn't like turnovers, hates guys dropping the football. you got to catch the football. I mean, bottom line, you got to do this to stay in Andy Reid's good graces. And, again, these linemen, they're getting their opportunities, like a Creed Humphrey. And it surprised me a little bit over in Austin Blythe. Austin Blythe was a three-year starter in the NFL. They bring him in in the offseason. It's paid less than a million bucks. Started at right guard for the Rams for a couple of years. Brian Allen gets hurt at center. He goes to the center spot. Now, 
That'd be perfect for the Chiefs because he can play guard or center. Allegretti has been getting some snaps center as well. He was the guard last year in the Super Bowl, out of place, left guard. He starts. He's back fighting for that mix to be well, a backup on this team. Right? Are, you, are, you su- are you suggesting that Creed Humphrey, with that sweet name, would not automatically be a starter the day that he gets drafted? Uh, he already is. That might be the second best name is. in the history of the NFL behind no, him. I'm with you. Tashi Manga. And a great Bianca actor Batuka. on the office, too. Creed was great. He's one of my favorite actors on the office. No question about it. Creed gave up zero sacks at Oklahoma. Had fast-paced offense playing for Lincoln Riley what a crazy at the stat. University of Oklahoma. But no sacks. Tooney has only given up six in 48 games. Orlando Brown didn't give up any last year, over 2,000 snaps. When he played left tackle, had over 2,000 snaps, didn't give up a sack. And, again, we're talking, in, in with Trey Smith, you're talking few sacks given up by this offensive line, few penalties as well. I mean, that shows smart heads-up football because there's nothing worse than seeing, like, Tyree Kill or Travis Kelsey in you know, a burst downfield for 20-yard game. Oh, it's coming back. Oh, it's coming back because of a holding. You're probably not going to see that as much this year. With this unit of the Kansas Unless you've got all those rookies that you keep talking about on the field. You know what rookies do. They like to commit penalties. So that's why I just as well assume you went out this offseason. You spent a lot of money on a lot of different offensive linemen. Get those guys out there protecting Patrick Mahomes. At all costs, half-billion-dollar half, half quarterback in Patrick Mahomes. The rain has let up out here at St. Joe. And, again, these, these fields drain well. They'll, they'll be out here in the rain, any kind of lightning, stuff like this, the Chiefs would go inside, and I don't. I understand why they would do that, but they're staying outdoors. Do you own a poncho at this point? I do not own a poncho. Thank goodness. Do you, you own do. a poncho? Do I look like a man that would wear a poncho? No, but there's a lot of fans out here with red ponchos. I on. would just as well assume be in my flat bill hat and flip-flops and my boxers than wear a poncho. You might sell a few out here. Ponchos, ponchos. They're glorified garbage bags with the Chiefs logo on them. Charge seven, eight bucks. Yeah, what a great deal. But the snow cone machine is right out here. Oh, That's the, the, the snow like cone. I've already had two. Cone ice. Absolutely. Cone ice right there. Uh, Rocco Scarcello's uh, producing the operation. When the Chiefs talk, we'll have that for you as well. Coming up next, though, let's talk about this Chiefs defense for a minute, give you an eyes and ears of who's playing out there, and talk about Chris Jones a little bit and his role. We'll do that next. Coverage from training camp with Jay Binkley continues on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law after the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
Exclusive one-on-one player interviews every day during training camp right here on 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to Chiefs Training Camp right here on the campus of Missouri Western. Jay Binkley, Sean Levine, the sports machine, Rocco Scarcello producing the operation. A little bit of rain earlier, but we're right here on our broadcast position on the practice field. And teamwork going on now for those Kansas City Chiefs. I've been in a cave all summer, and they were like, hey, you want to go out to training camp? I said, yeah, I could probably do that. They said, do you want to jump on the radio with Jay Binkley? I said, let's do it. Hell yeah, let's do it. I said, I don't care if it's rain, lightning, snow, sleet, hail. I don't, I don't care what the weather is. Let's do it. So the weather's not great, but here we are. Yeah, we're here. And uh, some some news to report. Speaking of defense. What's going on? Justin Houston. Come back. According to Adam Schefter. No. He wore that uh, on Instagram. He wore that Chiefs helmet. Right. Right now, right? I and, saw that. And he did visit with Baltimore earlier on. But according to Adam Schefter... He is signed with the Baltimore Ravens, according to Adam Schefter. So, no Justin Houston. That was a pipe dream for a lot of Chiefs fans to get Justin Houston back in the mix. We know they brought in Allegretti for the Chiefs so far. But uh, Adam Schefter tweets out, Justin Houston reached agreement on a one-year deal worth up to $4 million with the Baltimore Ravens per sources. Houston turned down significantly more money from other teams in order to pursue a championship with the Ravens per source. I know a lot of Chiefs fans had wanted um, had wanted Justin Houston back. Chiefs go with Okafor. I was kind of in the Melvin Ingram camp. When they brought him in March, I was really, really high on Melvin Ingram because I know what kind of damage he's done to the Chiefs in the past. So I was looking forward to that, Levine, but we're not going to see it at this point. But uh, Okafor's back. He's in the mix now. He's out there with the defense. Uh, ben Neiman. Walked off on his own in the, in the medical tent. Now he's walked off the field. So um, with with Ben Neiman out, Anthony Hitchens out, Nick Bolton's getting a lot of work here in teamwork with the ones. You see a lot of Willie Gay as well uh, in the team unit here with the Kansas City Chiefs. With Justin Houston, it's kind of like a – it's an ex-girlfriend, and the relationship didn't end poorly. She didn't cheat on you or anything like that. It wasn't terrible. She didn't say anything about the family and drive away. But it was over. Right, it was over here. He went to Indy. If you look at the numbers, he actually had a couple of pretty good years there with the Colts where if the Chiefs knew what he was going to do and get to the quarterback, maybe they would have found a way to keep him around. But I think that Justin Houston probably made the right decision. You know, he did have some other offers for more money from other teams. But at this point, he's a guy that's chasing the ring. He's on the very back end of his career. So Baltimore's probably the right choice. You know, the one thing about Baltimore is, and you get asked this a lot, like why would they – why would they give the Chiefs Orlando Brown? Why would they send Orlando Brown the Chiefs? Do you have an answer to that question? I do not. And I'm still baffled as why they would do that. I even brought on Jonah Schaefer, who's like the beat writer, you know, for the Ravens. Like on a Wednesday night, right? Before we had Orlando Brown. No, that must have been great. And I brought it up. I said, what about Orlando Brown? You hear these rumors and stuff. Is it a pipe dream for Orlando Brown to come to Kansas City Chiefs or not? He covers the Ravens inside out, goes to the combine, whenever they have it. Obviously, you can't with COVID. And well, what's the situation? And Jonas said, I don't see him coming to the Kansas City Chiefs in the trade. Well, the Chiefs were in a rock and a hard place at left tackle because the draft didn't produce it. I mean, there's guys, yes, obviously guys at left tackle you could take. But to start on day one was kind of a pipe dream. And obviously it's the most important position protecting Patrick Mahomes' backside uh, for a rookie tackle. Wasn't going to be in the draft. So the Chiefs were kind of stuck. And here's the Chiefs at the top of the kind of the, the pedestal in the AFC. I always bring this up. Can you imagine, like, if Bill Belichick called Andy Reid a couple years ago? You're like, they need the left tackle, let's say. And they call the Chiefs, say, hey, man, can we have Eric Fisher? Can we trade for Eric Fisher? 
Chiefs would have told them no. They would have hung up the phone and say, no, see it, take care. We're not helping the one position you need. You're stuck. But we're in a pandemic. The left tackle wasn't necessarily there. And here's the Ravens giving the Chiefs Orlando Brown. Now, I will say this. They're the team that did bring in Sammy Watkins. But besides him, I love their draft with Tylan Wallace, Rashad Bateman. I do like their wide receiver courts at this point. We all know the Ravens can run. Bringing in Justin Houston gives the Ravens some salt on defense. He just does. And I still have the Ravens in that second tier. I'm still kind of baffled as why they give the Kansas City Chiefs. And then Jonah Schaefer, by the way, the beat writer, I brought him back on that Sunday. And I said, all right, now Orlando Brown's chief. <laughs> he was surprised too. And he said, well, I said, what's our mindset? He goes, our mindset is we're kind of focusing, the Ravens are kind of focusing on themselves. And I was like, that reminds me of like a 40-year-old that's getting divorced and wants to concentrate on himself, going to the gym, getting a tan. Okay, that, that's the Ravens. I mean, they're one three against Mahomes. Lamar is. Mahomes is for 370 yards, nine touchdowns, one pick against Well, the they're far from being in midlife crisis mode. I mean, the Baltimore Ravens, I would say, outside of the Kansas City Chiefs, have the best roster. You could argue you have. Maybe I mean, they're the built to win. Best quarterback. They're built to win, and they're built to win right now, which is why it's so crazy. And I remember leading up to it, you and I were doing a show, and a bunch of people were texting them, well, why not get Orlando Brown? And we went to commercial break, and we looked at each other like, because there's no way the Ravens would do that. They're trying to win a Super Bowl. They won't just give you their left tackle. And when I say give in quotes, obviously it took the Chiefs <laughs> giving up something. But the fact that that move happened to me is probably the most surprising thing that Brett Veach has made happen in the last three or four offseasons. There's been a lot of moves, a lot of trades, a lot of drafts. To land, you need a left tackle. You get Orlando Brown. Yeah, for the longest time, I've always thought, you know, Tyron Matthews is the best free agency signing Veach has It done. was a good move. But... You, I mean, Orlando Brown could be thrown in that conversation because they were kind of stuck at left tackle. If he's healthy, yeah. If I mean, he stays healthy, absolutely. If they would have had to go with the rookie left tackle, and then you have the rookie center, rookie right guard, rookie right tackle, because it was Remmers hurt and Yanks hurt, and all of a sudden you got four, you say, okay. Think about how different your confidence would be, because everybody believes in Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. What about if the offensive line was a bunch of dudes that you've never heard of and they've never gotten playing time? Instead, you go out there, you get a Brown, you get a Tooney. I mean, it feels like the Chiefs really addressed their main need this offseason where there's no reason this offensive line can't be one of the best in the entire league. No, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. It's a special offensive line. Again, you're relying on rookies, but that's not a bad thing. And I know Creed Humphrey's kind of taking the center, and we'll probably talk to Austin Blythe later when he stops in here. I'm curious to talk to the guy. I, I, I think he's an interesting guy. Kind of looking for his chance here with the Chiefs. He's obviously going to get some run because he can play right guard, left guard. He can play center. can do a lot of different things. That is kind of what Andy Reid kept. It's kind of like Kyle Long's brought in here. But he's hurt, so he's not out here at this point. I hope this offensive line shows out for no other reason than we can stop talking about them. Because if you remember the last few offseasons, it was a lot of fun. It was Patrick Mahomes' contract. It was Tyreek Hill. about the line. We, this entire offseason, since the Super Bowl, I haven't made a joke. Like we used to talk about Eric Fisher every day back in the day, a couple like four years ago. It was like, well, how's, how's Fisher going to be that guy again? Yeah. But, but then we stopped talking about him because we talked about Mahomes. And last year with COVID, you couldn't sell, these fans couldn't celebrate their world championship team. And now here we are talking about the offensive line. <laughs> I hope that they go out there, show out, protect Patrick Mahomes, take him back to the Super Bowl. And they're essentially the reason they end up winning the Lombardi Trophy because at some point, and I know you could talk offensive linemen, Jay, till the cows come home. I can't. I just can't. I like talking about the skill <laughs> position players. I like talking about the defense. I like talking about the offseason moves. I like talking about the rest of the division. But I get it. The offensive line, besides Patrick Mahomes, is either going to be the reason this team makes or breaks this season. Which leads us to why. Why? Why? You, you know what the, when we got Orlando Brown, you know what the Patriots are probably saying? You know what the Bills are probably saying? You know what the Browns are probably saying? You know what the Steelers are saying when the Chiefs made that deal? 
Like, this is totally a Belichick move that Beach did. Like, Ravens, what are you doing? Like, what, the Chiefs needed a left tackle, and you gave him a guy in Orlando Brown because he wanted to be a left tackle. His dad, his dad played in the NFL. It was Orlando Brown Sr., Zeus, and he wanted him to play left tackle. Well, Ronnie Stanley gets hurt. He gets a good left tackle over 2,000 snaps, made the Pro Bowl, didn't give up a sack. Well, the Chiefs have their left tackle. They're going to pay him in the future, but still, it didn't make sense for a team that's got to play the Chiefs. In the, again, first five weeks of the season, Chiefs see the Browns, the Ravens, the Chargers, the Bills. Very important first five weeks of the season. It's tough out the gates, But man. why would they? First through five weeks, Chiefs could make a hell of a step. They're going to make the Super Bowl favorites as it is. You're a gambling man. You're a betting man. You know sure how it works. Right. But, yeah, I mean, they, they have a chance really to cement themselves the first five weeks of the season. Same thing last year. Remember, they had the Ravens. They had the Bills. Out the gate, too, was a tough schedule. And, again, when everybody's kind of hunting for you, which don't get it twisted, the Chiefs are still the best team in the AFC. Congratulations, Buffalo. You're much improved. Congratulations, Baltimore. You're a good football team. But we know who's at the top of the heap, and all these teams are still gunning for the Chiefs. Andy Reid, all right, the over-under is 12 in Vegas. Would you go over or under right now? You're the, you, how are you going to ask me such a ridiculous question? Okay. You know damn well I'm going You're over. going over. All right, since he's been with the Chiefs, he's averaging 11.3 wins a year, 4.6 losses. That means he almost averages the over, and he gets an extra game. And he gets the 17th game. It's now raining again at Chiefs camp, which is really bizarre because the clouds are starting to break up, but yet here is a lot of rain for the third time. In St. Joe's. Leave the weather to me. You take the sports to yourself, sir. Thank you very much. You're the weather machine. You told me he's going to stop. Well, I was wrong. Like an, like, an, like an actual meteorologist, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. It doesn't look like it, though. I'm, I'm shocked it's doing it, but you always gauge it by the fans. We're here in the tent. The Chiefs are doing special teams-type work right now with the return game. Uh, the uh, team portion is over uh, for the practice on today. I will say this, though, Levine. So that second tier, I've got teams trying to knock on the door like Buffalo. Went on with the station of Buffalo. Like, you still have the Bills at number two. And I said, you know, I've been talking up the Browns. I like the Browns more than a lot of other people do. But, yeah, I mean, because they made the title game last year. But Josh Allen is 0-2. When you say number two, are you saying that they're crap? Or are you no, saying they're the no. second best team? Yeah, second best team. The second best team. Yeah, I would, I would They're not in the that. number two category. But the Cleveland Browns, I'm a high on this team. And I know a lot of people aren't. But I see a team that brought in Troy Hill and Johnson, 50% of the number one secondary in the NFL, the Rams. They bring him in. They also have three all pros on the offensive line. I'm giving the Browns some credence. I'm putting them in that second tier with the Bills. Who you got your eyes on, big guy? You're talking about three different teams here like they're all the, the same. Colts. I mean, they the, the Browns took the biggest step. If you're going to ask me who took the biggest step to catch the Chiefs, I like what the Ravens have done, but they gave the Chiefs Orlando Brown. That's prop. Biggest step between when the Chiefs beat them and today? The, the biggest step to try to catch the Chiefs, because the Chiefs are public enemy number one, right? Yeah. It's how the Chiefs beat the Patriots. you got to knock off the big boy in the block before you can start talking. Well, the Chiefs did that, right? They were Super Bowl champions. Well, they did lose to them in the title game. We know that. But the Chiefs became back-to-back Super Bowl participants. They're the team now running on the startup dynasty in the AFC. Who's that other team? Hey, Patriots spent $137.5 million in freeze. Oh, the Patriots but they're still, are not even in this conversation. It, they win seven They're not games even in this year. conversation. No, but they're going to be better. But they're, they're not going to be probably challenging the Chiefs better. They were seven-win team last year. They might be nine, ten-win team But this when year. you're talking tiers, in my opinion, no, the Chiefs bubble. are on their own. And then you could argue if it's Cleveland or Baltimore I think or Cle- Buffalo. I think they're all in the mix. 
then there's another tier. That's where Indy lives. That's where New England lives. That's where the Chargers live. And, and Indy, by the way, is getting the most cap space, and they did not bring back Houston, which kind of shows you something. Well, maybe once the season gets going, a team will be a lot better than we thought, or somebody's going to get hurt. You know, we'll wait a month and a half until this thing actually kicks off. But right now, based on what we saw last season and what these teams did this offseason, it's a four-horse race. It's Kansas City, it's Cleveland, it's Baltimore, it's Buffalo, and then it's kind of everybody else. And one of the big surprises a lot of people don't realize this, the Colts were number two last year in explosive plays. It was the Indianapolis Colts. And they get Pittman back, Pascal's doing a nice job, the third-leading rusher, Jonathan Taylor, and you have an offensive line that's essentially back. They escaped Braden Smith, all that money, the Elite the South product. Quentin Nelson's on that line, Ryan Kelly. Anthony Costanza retired. That's the only big miss that the Colts have on that offensive line. So I have them in there. See, the other reason I like Cleveland, I know Pete Sweeney that's going to join us in a little bit from ArrowheadPride.com. He likes the Chargers, as a lot of people do like the Chargers. Sean, you still live in the show me state, don't you? I do. you got to prove yourself, right? Yeah. Like, the Browns actually won a playoff game. They have the coach of the year. Like, they, they took, they actually went and won a playoff game. Some we're waiting on the Chargers to do, right? That's why I have the Browns better than the Chargers. A lot of people like Justin Herbert. He is throwing bombs out there. I'll give him that. But, again, the Chargers always look good. Then they come blumping in with all their injuries. Well, to be fair, Justin Herbert's played part of one season, and now you're talking about Baker Mayfield. Don't look now. This is entering, what, year four? So Baker Mayfield's had a lot more of an opportunity to show us what he either can or cannot do. And I think that last year he proved he's he's good enough. Baker Mayfield's the type of quarterback that with the talent that they have around him, the coach of the year, as you mentioned, that team can go out there. They can win 11 or 12 games and be dangerous. Can the Chargers be that team in this division? I don't know, man. you got to go up against Patrick Mahomes a couple of times. I think the Denver made a couple of good moves this offseason. The Raiders are always an enigma. They're going to be 500 until I'm 85 years old. They look like they're an 8-8 eight eight football team again to me. I don't really know what to make of the Chargers. And that's the thing. Here's the thing with Denver. Like, I actually like a lot of their pieces. And I'll argue their roster is better than the Chargers. It's a good roster. It's talented. I like, I Both sides Cor- of the ball. Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, wide receiver. you got Noah Fan at tight end, up and coming. You've got... Uh, You've got a great running game. they got Javante Williams, the rookie out of North Carolina. Defensively, they bring in Kyle Fuller, Ronald Darby in the corners. They, they draft Patrick Sertain the second. Von Miller's coming back and healthy. They're good. Are you going to the, get to the elephant in the room? Yes, the quarterback-coach combination. There we go. They just don't have it. And I'm waiting to see what the Chargers do with a defensive coordinator's head coach. Brandon Daly comes over from the Rams. So you got a defensive coordinator's head coach there. But Chiefs won this division five years in a row. Like, we can talk to her blue in the face. Because right now, the biggest competition does not reside for the Chiefs in the AFC West. It's been a decade since it's the Chiefs and the Broncos winning this division. I mean, the Raiders don't win the division, not in the last 10 years. Same thing with the Chargers. Well, the Broncos have not beaten the Chiefs since Peyton Manning. That By crazy? the way, he's going to the Hall of Fame. That is just insane. You know the Hall of Fame King's coming up on, like, the 5th? Like, next week we're going to have football. Return preseason football. Sort of. Football-ish. Well, it's still-ish. It's, it's fo- still football. You, you can bet on it, so it's football enough. It's a Hall of Fame game. Peyton Manning's going to the Hall of Fame. Dude is the last quarterback for Denver to beat the Chiefs. Wild. It's a show, it's since 2015. The domination over this division is really, I think, what starts everything because the fans know, Patrick Mahomes knows, Andy knows, and most importantly, the opponents know that they've got such a stranglehold on the AFC West. And you can talk about that it's been since Peyton Manning was there. I'm pretty sure that Stan Humphreys was the last Chargers <laughs> quarterback to win. And, like, uh, 
I don't the, the, I don't remember the last time the Raiders won. Oh, there was that game a couple of years ago, that, that crazy game. The oh, the game last year when they did the uh, lap around the And then, stadium. yeah, somehow Derek Carr did his thing last year. It was their year. win of the year. They love the video of it and everything else. Yeah, I tried to erase that out of my memory. But it just feels like the Chiefs, again, in this division are head and shoulders above everybody else because they're so much further ahead of everybody else. It starts with the quarterback. I mean, Derek Carr, say what you will. He's good. He's great. He's okay. He's somewhere in the middle of the road. The rest of the division, same thing with Drew Locke, maybe middle of the road at best. Justin Herbert, though, is a guy that I think just after one year, you can look at him and say the upside for him, it's not what Patrick Mahomes is, but, damn, that guy can really sling the football around the field. Well, the other equation was going to be, all right, if Aaron Rodgers ended up the division, you don't have to worry about that now. He's back at the Broncos, or back at the Packers. We all that knew next that year. was happening. It, it may happen next year. I mean, it could. I mean, he can essentially get out of his contract next year. So we might have this conversation again next year. For this year, we don't. Deshaun Watson is at the Texans camp, but he wants out. He clearly wants out. It's going to happen. He's got those 20-some charges, what, 20, you know, lawsuits going against him. He's got issues. But they're talking more Philadelphia. They've got the three first-round picks next year. That's attractive for the Texans, and they need to go out and get their quarterback. So Deshaun Watson's not going to be in this division. The only guy that could come in this division in – Listen, Aaron Rodgers is getting close to 40, right? I mean, it's going to be short. He's still in his 30s, but it's going to be a short time if he does end up with Denver, how long he can stay viable with the Denver Broncos. If Aaron Rodgers was to come here, like, next season, he'd be the third-best quarterback in the division. He might still be the fifth-best quarterback in football, but he'd be the third-best quarterback in this division. We go Patrick Mahomes won. I think Justin Herbert has a chance this year, if he takes the same step forward he did as a rookie, to literally be one of the five best quarterbacks in football this year. Look at his numbers last season. They will blow you away for a team that didn't necessarily go out there and win a ton of football games. That's the question with him. Is he going to be a quarterback that puts up big stats, or is the team going to win a lot of football games? Because with the Chargers, I'd love to give you my opinion. I really don't know what they're going to be this season. We're going to see. And, again, Justin Herbert didn't have the audible on the road because, guess what, he was facing cardboard and limited fans when he did. Big difference between being a guy to go out and put your offensive signals out like he's going to have to do this year. The Chiefs doing some seven on seven. By the way, Byron Pringle just got a beautiful pass from Patrick Mahomes. That's what uh, got everybody excited. You notice one other new thing they got here, Chiefs turn camp, the berm on the opposite side for the fans to sit. They put a crap load of fans, but they, that berm is new. Bring in the dirt, you bring in the grass. They get the berm out there for the fans. I was excited that I learned a new word just now. Berm? Berm. Are you sure? They're called berms. B-E-R-M? B-U-R-M. Rocco, how do you spell berm? B-E-R-M? We can have a spelling bee during the break. Are you sure you're not making up words? No, I'm not. Our phone number, 913-576-7610 if you have a question. Feel the berm, baby. Feel the berm. For me and uh, Sean Levine, the sports machine, a.k.a. the weather machine, you name it, Rocco, producing the operation. Coming up next, Patrick Mahomes joins the drive each and every week. Hear his weekly conversation next. Coverage from training camp with Jay Binkley continues on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.